0: Okay, guys, so we're going to start like this. The, um, we spoke last time briefly about the idea of meditation, how you, with the, according to the Tanya, a lot of the Tanya is based on this concept that the more you, the only way, the only way to create holy emotions is by uh, contemplating something first, by meditating, contemplating, concentrating. That's where we create emotions. You can't, but whereas the body automatically creates emotions, okay? Okay. Because you, the body is animalistic and you have the automatic emotional drives. It's different than meditation. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss it. It's the meditation letter, you let everything flow. Here you're focusing on one thing. Right, but even with meditation, you're using your mind for to meditate. You don't use the body to meditate. I mean, you do focus on your body, but you start, you're, you're using your mind as a tool to be able to get to certain places emotionally. Okay? That's Nefeshul kiss language. Nefeshul Bahamas language is, I'm hungry. Now. One of my kids, you know, if I come home late from shul Friday night, okay, that kid will come over to me and say, Abba, I'm hungry.
1: You know, and I you, you can rip
0: somebody's head off and huh? I use my part of me. No no no. no. Actually eventually I'm hopefully we'll get to the idea that part of the Kavana of the Rabban Shalom, according to the time is is that there's two there's two streams of thought in your that I know of that I can dissect in front of you a little bit right now. There's a, a more cold, cerebral th- the way, and that is that the animal tendencies inside of me should be shut down. I have to conquer you, put you to the side. The godly part of me has to come through, okay? Because the animal side is, you know, needs to be tamed, and let's just shut it down. And let me go ahead and do things with my my uh, intellect and my holy soul like that, okay? The way of more chasidism is to say that, yes, the, the, uh, the godly soul... Has to tame the animal soul, but eventually has to actually partner with the animal soul and use its passion to perform its activity in service to the God. Well, Correct. No, body. but the, the mind can say to the body, that's a kind, we're going to shul. So you're now, using it, you're using right, an but there's no passion involved. It doesn't have to be passion involved. I'll give you an example, okay? Right now, I have to meet with my tax accountant April 15th. I have to pay tons of taxes, and I'm going to the person's house to file my taxes. Yeah. You think I have any passion in my head that I want to go to this person's house to file my taxes? No, Absolutely, because I don't or, want yeah, to, no but, I, but my mind tells my feet. Listen, buddy, you don't want to end up in jail like Bernie. You get up, and you, go to the, and you go, and you take care of it, okay? Same thing they would say, or a lot of people say, is like, when I'm going to, put, to do the dual go do it. It's something that has to get done. So use your mind and tell your body to get off your lazy, you know what, off the couch and go do your mitzvah. Okay? You're not comfortable getting out of your house and sleeping in your sukkah? I don't care. This is the mitzvah. you got to do it, Okay? You don't like cleaning for Pesach? Who does? Get with the program. Clean for Pesach. Okay? You'd rather play ball outside. It's a nice spring day. I'm sorry. You've got to do what you got to do. You're Jewish. You don't want to burn upstairs. I'm just following that. Okay? No, you, then you got to do what you got to do. Okay? Now, the Hasidus the that we're trying to um, give over here is that eventually the we have to use the, the, the um, nefesh, the mind, the intellect, to have such an impact on the body that the body itself has a drive to go to shake the lulav or sit in a sukkah like it wants to go eat a four-course meal. Okay? What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, but that's the idea, is to try to get... That, we, that our body itself senses what the right direction is. It's like a horse and a driver, okay? If you can get the horse to realize to want to go where the driver wants, well, then you're on board. That horse is going to fly, okay? Okay, so now, um, that being said, I wanted to just, I, I thought it occurred to me today, I was like by a, a dentist, not just a dentist, I was by a, a dental surgeon for my son. I like spent like three, four, three hours there today and I was doing, I had Tanya with me and I came to my mind something like this it seems as if I'm trying to teach you something that is like up in the air or you know, not from the traditional Torah sources as I saw to myself today, I said to to my son actually, I said if you look in the first halach in Shulchan you'll see the ideas of the Tanya there but you're not going to even know it if you don't think about it, give you first halach in Shulchan okay Everybody, every most Jewish families that call themselves religious have this book in their home. Okay? It's called the Mishnah Bruh. Now the Mishnah Bruh is a commentary on the Shachan or HaChaim. HaChaim. Okay? Now, the first halacha in all Jewish law says the machabri Kari A person should be strengthened himself like a lion to stand, <laughs> stand up in the morning to serve his creator that he should wake up the, 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 the dawn. Okay? Fine. Now, Ramah adds in, at least don't wake up past his mantfila. So the first Allah is to get up in the morning. If you start your day, you start your day like a, like a lion. The lions are sleeping. The lions are sleeping. Yes. Okay, good question. Good question. Especially if you visit a zoo, you'll see there's nothing lazier than a male lion sitting there. He doesn't even move. But there's on, there's food to come right, exactly. The wife, I think, goes ahead and gets the. Yeah, most, yes. Okay. Anyway, so she's so a yeah, she's a fighter. Anyway, so but the words right after this, I, I guess the answer to your question is that the, the energy of a lion, the power that we associate with a lion, not as a lion does because a lion is just gonna lay be lazy lazy guy. But I guess the, I think it's talking about the power of a lion. Okay? Now, the first thing the Ramah adds to that afterwards is like this. Shivisiya Shamlinogisam. <inaudible> I place God before me always. This is a general rule of the Torah, and it's one of the attributes of the 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 righteous that always walk before God. And then he goes on to give a little bit of mussar how you're not supposed to act um, you're not supposed to act in general um, frivolously, you know, just like chilled out, you know, shoot off your mouth because you always realize you're before God. Now, the word Shavisi what does that mean? I put God before me always. Obviously, it's not taking a statue of God, which we don't have, and putting it in front of you, and everybody walks around like you have those selfie sticks. You walk around with like a stick in front of you, with a little picture of God in front of you, and you walk around Shavisi Hashemene That would be a little translation of Shavisi you Tami. I put God before me always. So, what could it possibly mean if it doesn't mean put a little statue in front of that's called God? So, some people, Kabbalistically, have a little paper that says it's called the Shavisi. You can actually be sleeping about it. It has you keep up, you with okay, you have it on your phone. All right. Do so you always stare at it? It produces some sort of a of a type of Yuroshimaya. Okay, great. That could be another answer. But what, what occurred to me today is the exact concept that we're talking here in terms of meditation. What does it mean to should be such in terms if you if I told you right now, Mr. Kamen, you just won, somebody bought for you in America, okay, the $60 million parable, and you're the only winner. Okay? You're the only winner. $60 million, okay? Now, I ask you, sir, okay? Tomorrow morning at breakfast, as soon as you open up your eyes, okay, can you possibly focus on what you want for breakfast? I can't. You cannot. There's a lot of taxes. <laughs> no, that also. <laughs> even, if <half> <laughs> even if it's $30 million in taxes, you got, so you're sitting on $30 million, you do not have to worry about who's cleaning your sink or who's cleaning your bathroom, who's cleaning your kitchen, who's making your food, okay? So you're not going to be even... You can't even probably focus on what you're having for breakfast. Okay? What's in front of your eyes front when clothes? What's in front of your eyes all the time? The thirty million dollars. Okay, it's in front of you. Even though technically, you know, Danny's in front of you, right. okay, and Moshe's in front of you. But the truth is what's really in front of you money, see? is the money. Yeah, the dollar bills on, on the glasses, yeah. it's there. Okay, you're gonna be seeing that all the time because that's what's in the forefront of your um, imagination, <laughs> your uh, consciousness. Your consciousness, okay. And by the way, guys, also in terms of relationships, okay. If you're basically you come home after a day of work and your wife is preparing your dinner or is busy with the kids and she wants to spend time talking about how your day was, how her what her day was, and in your in your mind you're already you're already you're already thinking about tomorrow's business deal and your mind is there and you're making phone calls and texts about tomorrow's business deal. How is she gonna feel? She read you're gonna feel that you're not here, that what I was even though even though physically you're here, sitting on the couch next to her, as you bring your dinner, but your mind is absent. So you're not you're not present. It's called in, in technological psychology, you're not being present, and therefore what, what good are you? You're just not here. Okay. That's Same thing before when you come in the house, it says in one of uh, Rabbi said that before you come in the house and you're thinking a lot about your job or thinking about something. Before you go in the house, at least go for a walk, <coughs> go for a drink of coffee, and just sort it out in your head. Finish it then up. And go to your house. Finish it up so it's not on your head. Don't stress your wife out from it. That's you're right. That's right. Well. Great. Great idea. And also, I heard from Golden. He said that it's really good not to bring your phone in the house. Because if you ever have messages or something, you're going to be caught up and not realize what you're saying. are going that's a great idea. So it's good not even to answer all your phone calls before you get in the house, and then... And then you, you, your, you belong, your attention belongs to your family. Exactly. Yes, absolutely, 100%. 100%. Now, reflecting that back to our discussion here, mm-hmm. what is Shavis Hashim That means that I'm focusing on the fact that he is here. In my, my mind's eye, in my forefront of my conscience, is godliness. That's exactly what the meditation process is supposed to the point of time. And the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramallah says it's the same exact concept. It's to put God in front of me in a metaphorical sense, in a in a concentration sense, tamid. Tamid. All the time. But in the bathroom, can I do that? Okay, not, not in the bathroom. Although except, very, for bathroom man. except for the bathroom. I, know, I, just, I just learned something very interesting yesterday in the Shulchan Aruch Very interesting. And actually, um, I heard it from my Rebbe quite a few years ago. The, if, let's say, God forbid you are brought about by your hard to do something you shouldn't do, and you're in a mako metunah if you're in the bathroom, in the shower, okay? Okay, you're allowed to go ahead and ask Hashem and talk to God and think in different Torah to get yourself out of the matzah of maybe doing a there. Even though right now you're in a mako if you're not supposed to be, the Allah is not supposed to be thinking about Hashem, you're not supposed to be thinking about different Torah. Or talking to Hashem, but you're allowed in this scenario to bring him in here to get you out of this situation. Interesting, right? In okay. In general, so sometimes you don't have to think about a pink elephant. This is the only thing you've got to think about. Pink elephants are boring, so, so you're not gonna, it's not going to do any. Sexist- no, 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 no I'm not talking about pink. what? I'm sex sexist, sexist, because i think. pink. Pink? No, is it? <laughs> no, anyway, so. Um, What do I want to say? No, I'm just saying that um, here you're allowed. The point I want to say is that the Shochanach is basically telling us, in a certain sense, if you're sensitive to the nuance of what he's saying and you want to hear what he's saying, he's basically saying you should meditate. Um, How do you do it as a Jew? Because uh, um, I searched, I asked many rabbis a question. They told me that a a Jew shouldn't meditate usually, but they have their own way. So I'm wondering how you do that Okay, so first of all, the whole concept of, of meditating, okay, is really is really Jewish, okay. And the fact is is that that's the way we're supposed to daven. Here, I'm going to read you from the Rambam. Now he talks in Hilchas Tefila. If you look at Hilchas he doesn't get to the explanation of exactly how to pray until Perig Dalai Until then, he's talking about when to pray, what it's what it's corresponds to. Okay, a lot of the Rambam. Okay, he says Ketad, <laughs> What's the how do you do um concentration? How do you concentrate with your art? How do you pray? He says, "Call tefilah shena, but kavana ena Any prayer that's without kavana is not a prayer. Is not a prayer." So what if I'm praying for an asteroid my fingers are going through my head and I'm One sec. Vehemis pala b'lo kavana, chuzimis pala b'kavana. And if you daven without kavana, go ahead daven again. If you come into davening, like you said about, like Rabbi Goldman said to you about going home, that your mind is in two different, three different places because of your phone calls and this and that, You're not, you can't go to shul. Don't go to shul. Go, don't go daven. First, get, do like you do when you go to the house. Finish the phone call, get rid of the idea, put it together in a box, get rid of it, and then go with a clear head to, to daven. And he says, therefore, if you're coming from a trip and you're tired and you're you're in pain, you're hungry, whatever it is, don't daven until you can settle your mind. That's crazy. You have to settle your mind first. You can't just go daven. Now, other sources will tell you that listen, if you you tried and you didn't work and you did the you said the words, so you're Yitzha. You you technically did the mitzvah. Here he's saying you're not yotze. This is the Ram. i so saying any or, uh, side, right? Say again? The hill, you don't need any concentration or understanding right? you're, you're saying the words has an effect. Obviously, the more kavana you can possibly have, the more effect it has. The more kavana you can have, the more effect it has. And we learned also over here, in here it says im Kavana from har Kavana. It's better to say one paragraph to hill, and knowing every single word that you've said and having Kavona, and saying Tentric, I'm just saying the words. Okay? And it makes sense. If I'm talking to you, okay, if I'm talking to you and you feel like I'm listening to you and I feel like I'm addressing your question, and Moshe asked the question, hopefully I'll get back to it soon, and I address your question, then you feel like, give or take, you feel like you're, you're, you're a part of this conversation. Okay? But if I'm just going to stand there and say, and say uh, a bunch of concepts to the wall and I'm going to ignore you, you're going to be very hard for you to, to focus on what I'm saying. Okay, if I'm, if I'm not saying anything meaningful, or relevant to you, then it's hard for you to to concentrate. If you're gonna just say words to God, how is that? How do you feel in your own heart that you connected to God? Yes, I'm supposed to be a good join I'm supposed to go Dav to Mincha. But what's Mincha about? Mincha is about God needed those words in the Siddur being read by you today in a in a, in, a, in a in a synagogue. He needed you to say those words. He, God couldn't go on to the next day without Moshe's body saying a bunch of words. From the sitter without knowing what he was talking about, God couldn't go on. He needed you to do that. Thank you. Let's clap for you. You said all those words. You read it from the sitter. That's not what God needs. God he wants. Need exactly. But what does God want? What, 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 what is the purpose of us going, of Moshiach's body going to the Nimikah? Is going and connecting with his heart to Hashem. And in in, uh, we, we're guided with the sitter Exactly, I do because we don't have the 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 the, where, the wherewithal, the knowledge to know how to pray properly. So Chazal told us, listen, I know you're going to be in trouble in 2021. I'm giving you a little book. Pick out that book and do it that way, and try to have try to understand what you're reading. Okay, do it that way. That's what the say, did when they put together the tefila and then the sitter. Actually, my father-in-law should be well, healthy, well, continue to be healthy. Well. When he bought my he bought me a sitter a few years ago, and inside he wrote like something small in the, you know, in, the in the front. Or I think my wife as well. And he said, "May this sitter be helpful to you as you relate to Hashem." Baruch. May this sitter be helpful to you as you relate. just a small sentence, but it's so meaningful. I wouldn't even think about it like that, you know, ostensibly speaking. I would just say, okay, thank you for the sitter, because now I can go ahead and dab in the chamar. If it's a small sitter, I can go dive. What does for mean? Like we said before, just rattling off a bunch of words, and therefore I feel like, okay, I got it off my checklist, my Judaism checklist for the day. I'm not off the derak yet, my Judaism checklist. Okay, got michal, got shakras, shakras is long today. I get extra credit for that, right? Okay, bahab, boy, I get brownie points. Okay, okay, marv, half a check. What is it? 15 minutes. Come on, I'm out of there. It's easy, no chazos, shachats. What is it? It's all an opportunity to be able to relate to Agashvah, to connect emotionally, spiritually, to connect your thoughts. And when you come out of this master, you're supposed to feel like, wow. Thank God I took a break to do that. It's more for us. Nothing. Yeah, of course it's for nothing. Like you said before, he doesn't need anything. Sophie. But the whole, the whole thing, what does he need? In a certain sense, is like this. He created it for us. So therefore, he would like us to partake of it to make what he did to be useful. If I put in front of my kid a, a, a portion of chicken, of corn, of salad, okay, for dinner. I need him to eat it. No, I don't need him to eat it. I ate already. Let's say, okay, or I'm eating later with with Ima. I'm not. I'm not eating now. I'm, I finished growing. I'm not getting taller than six foot two and a half. I don't want to get six tall. My my son is taller than I am. I don't want to be that tall. Thank you very much. bump you out on the ceiling. I'm not. Thank God. Anyway, but my when well my my son eats, I'm not getting taller. But what do I enjoy when he eats? Because I love that he takes care of himself. Because I love him. The same thing with the why does he love when we do what he wants? Because he knows and feels that we are benefiting ourselves and he loves us so much, he loves when we help ourselves. And that's the point of the davening, is to connect with him and to, to connect to, to connect on a deep level. But I don't get something that, Hashem definitely loves, that. loves us more than we can imagine, Why is like a game? On? Why do we, die? Why we get... Excellent question. Excellent question. Why does be so, so the, Danny, here you appreciate this question. You appreciate his question. Why not? Of course. Why is there a Gehendim? Why do we die? Okay. So I'll tell you the way I heard it from everybody. Why why? Why Jacobson is one of my favorite, you know, all time rabbis that I've been listening to for a couple of years already. Okay, very, very clear. Very, very clear very what Gehendim is is very simply a way of of a way of cleansing your soul in order to be able to be who you really need to be so you can have the attachment to God that you really deserve. Not everybody, not, not everybody is worthy. There's other things. I don't know too much about them. But the ultimate point of all these things is is that you're supposed to become a certain way. You're supposed to reach a certain level closest to God. Okay. If you leave stains behind that don't allow that closeness, then Hashem, because He cares about you and loves you, will help you remove those stains afterwards so you can achieve your full closeness that you deserve to be close to God. So it's all tikkun; It's all helping you in order that you should achieve that closeness that you really deserve and you you really gain. The person could be a wonderful guy Okay, and he did tons of mitzvahs, he did a lot of chesed, he, davin, he went, he ate, and he, took, and he did a couple of wrong things. He said, whatever he, what he, whatever he did, he did wrong. One time he wore a shirt with a one time he ate something not kosher, one time he I don't, One time he didn't go to Miron and I mean, whatever, 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 you know, I'm just joking. I'm just, it's the very, the very beginning to go to Miron, I'm just saying, but... There are certain things that we inadvertently do and we try to ask forgiveness for to Him, and we get forgiven for them. But there are certain things that go through the, that move through the drops or whatever it is that we're not aware of and we want to get that stuff clean. We want it cleaned. And when we're done with it, we all rejoice. If I have a beautiful fancy suit and I get it dirty by a wedding and I, I send it to dry cleaner so I can work by the next wedding to make it sure it's perfectly clean. So just today, just today. I, I bought I, I washed my kittle from from Pesach it had a wine stain on it. What's my next thing in my head that I'm going to wear this kittle? Yom Kippur. It's the only two nights a year that a, that a grown person who's already married wears this kittle is two nights a year is Yom Kippur and Seder night. Yeah, is there? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is there another night? Mm-hmm. That's the only time. Yes. Yeah. That's the only. That's the only time. So you, you not everybody wears a Yom Kippur. It little, Most people I know where a and Yom so far, I wear a kit on your kit. Some people wear a <laughs> just in Rosh Hashanah. Pressure wearing Roshana too. Kittu. When they go to Uman, I went one year to Uman. Everybody's wearing their kit. Okay, the point is, I want to show you here in the Ramam and also in the Shulchan Aruch, and we'll stop here for today, is that these ideas that the Tanji is saying.
1: Wedding, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm saying the
0: regular year. Okay, it doesn't happen. people die. Let me let me say it like this, okay? With Hashem's help, I'm not anticipating that to happen now, okay? Okay, on a regular year that I'm living and I'm already married, Baruch Hashem. Actually, my anniversary is coming up in a few days, 30 years, okay? Baruch Hashem, and the day of death should be way, 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 way distance. I can do a lot more good things on this planet, okay? The two years, days year you were is Yom Kippur and Shavuot, okay? Um, yeah, so what I'm trying to say is that the meditations that we're finding, the Tanya advising us to do, so we can come to be emotionally aware, emotionally present with the Rabbani Shalom, that we can actually feel warm feelings, proper feelings of Yerash Shemayim, proper feelings of love for Ghosh Baruch Hu, are things that are not um, his own uh, creative, brand new insights. They were here from before, and you can see it in basic Baitsak, but they're said in different ways that you wouldn't even think about it that way. I just wanted to show you how it's said there, and the only way to think about it is that way. Anyways, thank you very much. Thank you. I was up, oh, thank you. Take, take your